Trojan, very sensitive, lubricated, America's number one condom. Well, at least you went all out. All I got was a trip to the free clinic. Give me my shake. I don't know it. <laughs> wow. At first I thought it was commercial. I'm like, this sounds familiar, but then I'm sorry. I just is it it's a black movie, so I should be doubly ashamed. It sounds pretty black. It does. But last time it was SpongeBob, so I mean, I, I go, I've done Clue, I, everything, you just... I'm sure when people tell me it's going to be some I movie I've everything. heard of and I definitely should have watched You have seen this movie. I have? And I'm sure you've seen it more really? than once. Give me and another because line. because you're black. Give me another line from it. Do you know another one? Um, hmm. Let me see. Um, I hate you. I hate you too, little nigga. You ain't my son. Oh, no. Fuck your Ford. This is too many different. This is too many different. Oh, God. I'm trying to Google it, and all I get is references to the Odyssey. Oh! I don't know it. I give right. up. I'll have to find out tomorrow. Um. Well, welcome back, folks, to another episode of this show, The Read, mm-hmm. where anything can happen at all times. You just never know. Um, so black excellence, I forgot. All right, it's fine. I'm back. Marijuana is great. It should be legal everywhere. Um, black excellence this week, I'm going to give to Issa Rae. Huge, huge, huge congratulations on your Golden Globe nomination for best actress. I say actor. Um, I, think, I say actor for both. Is that like too progressive? Is it back? No, I think that's what they do in. I think that's what they do in Hollywood. Like when you casually refer to it, but the name of the category is actress. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, either way, she's you right. Know, either way, she's best nominated. of the best. <laughs> um, over there for musical comedy series, musical or comedy. Right. Um. So, so proud of you. Very great accomplishment. And, you know, the girls are gagging. Just came straight into the Congratulations, realm. Congratulations, girl. I mean, the first Guns season. Blazing. The first season, girl. Bitch, you better do it. And first, like, like official, like, lit role. Right. Like, official, like, just, Hollywood role. She is just, this is so inspiring. And I am just so proud of you. Congratulations. And Congratulations. To Marseille Martin and the entire Blackish cast for their NAACP Image Noms. Award nominations, especially Lil Marseille, who has been here before. I don't care what nobody say. That little girl, she is just, she's just blessed. She's special. So it's just like her daddy. She does. She does. And her the little sister is so. Oh God, the the whole Instagram of her and her family is just so adorable. So congratulations to them because I just love Blackish. Oh, I love it. Um, I just want to say really quickly, though, about this uh, this category that Issa is in. Uh, first of all, shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross because she's also in that mm-hmm, category. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I know for sure with my whole entire heart, my whole being, every part of my soul, is that if Julia Louis-Dreyfus wins this award... <laughs> I'm stealing off on somebody. Now, I don't care who it is, where I got to start. I'm sure it won't be one person, but I'm going to fight because at the end of the day, like no shade to her. Classic. Absolutely hilarious. Veep is great. It is. She's the shit. Veep is absolutely hilarious. And they have gotten, you know, lots and lots of praise for it at the Golden Globes 
and the Emmys for like the past four or five years. Critics' Choice, the everything. They're not under-awarded at all. So, anybody, like, listen. I mean, because it's a great category. Gina Rodriguez could win. Mm -hmm. Bitch, they could give for Sarah Jessica Parker in that boring-ass divorce show. It just, like, I honestly, I'm going to have a problem if Julia wins this award again this season. I'm sorry. I'm just going to, and I've said it now, so you already know it. If it comes, you girls who are bubbling whatever little things, think, look. You've been forewarned. I'm tired. I mean, Veep is good, but we get it. Like, how many years are y'all just going to give it every Every year, girl. It is good, but damn. Like, I would love it if Issa Rae wins this award. I would love it if... First of all, Tracy Ellis Ross has not been appreciated the way that she should among all her ass peers Mm -hmm. for quite some time. That's true. Because Tracy Ellis Ross can act, she's lovely, she's talented, and she's naturally funny as fuck. Mm -hmm. So... I'm just going to have an issue. I'm letting the girls know now. Yeah, because she also deserves. Tracy deserves that. Deserves. <laughs> Not so that nobody, everybody right. in this category it's a is great talented. Category. But let's move on. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, moving on officially to Shade and Full. Speaking of the Golden Globes, a couple of people are in their feelings about, you know, some of the awards or nominees that did not make the cut, including Trey, what was I about to say, Trey Sales Ross, Taraji, mm-hmm. who is not nominated for Empire. She's not made, not nominated for Hidden Figures, which has been getting great reviews. I'm happy to hear. Well, it's not even out. Yeah, but they're like critics are reviewing it. You know, hey, like, they're like press. This is about to sound real crazy, but the Golden Globes goes to movies too? Yeah, they do movies on television. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know. Learn something new every day. Like Moonlight is doing great over there, oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Moonlight is amazing. I'm surprised though. I expected Taraji to be nominated for Hidden Figures because I got the chance to screen it the other day thanks to Essence. And uh, it was excellent. It is really, really good. Good enough for me to buy tickets when it comes out. Yeah, I'm definitely doing it's a so whole shebang. Octavia Spencer is nominated for it. Amen. Um, she kills it. I mean, she shuts it down. You know how she is. Denzel's nominated for Fences, and Viola's nominated for Fences as well. A couple of people felt like he should have been nominated for Best Director. Um, I know I saw people upset about Finding Dory. You know, the awards come around, and the girls just get upset. Yeah. One person in particular who was very, you know... Nobody likes to feel snubbed. Um... But I just love the ones who are just like, like, where did you come from, girl? Like, I always, every award show, it it doesn't even matter. VMAs, Nickelodeon Awards, Teen Choice, the Razzies. It doesn't matter, like, what award it is. You know what I'm saying? Scholastic Book Fair Best, whatever. Somebody's always like, it should have been me. Yeah. There's always a group of people that it's just like, nobody agrees with you. Nobody was ever thinking of you. One person agrees. Mm -mm. Your name never popped up. Not among those people is 50 Cent, who was very upset that Power was not nominated for a Golden Globe. He posted a photo of himself looking quite serious on a private jet with the caption saying, I'm on the move again. Golden Globes can suck a dick. I accept my series Power was not intended to be a signature show for the network, but it is the highest rated show. I know my audience very well. I'm done promoting this outside of contractual obligations. Season four, Kanan. Must die. For those of you who don't know, Kanan is the name of his character. 
I got other shit to do. Hashtag effing vodka. I'm not sure because I don't follow 50 Cent on any social media um, websites or apps, but I'm quite confident in saying that he puts hashtag effing vodka on everything. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> Which, you know, Probably, branding. I, right. you know, I can't say it's a bad idea. I mean, it's not necessarily a great strategy to put it on literally everything because then people anything. just tune it out. <laughs> right. And this has nothing to do with the vodka, but. That's fine. 50 Cent's not known for making a whole lot of sense. Don't throw a tantrum, bro. Kanan's great. The show's great. Um, I actually really enjoy Power. It was We had a, an, a rough beginning. I thought that it was uh, quite silly. I hated all of the characters, and I thought there was just way too much unnecessary fucking. Now I love it for all of those reasons. <laughs> um, That's real. And 50 Cent can act, and he's a great villain. So Naturally. Of course he I is. Mean, <laughs> he just, does he even act? Does he just show up? But, you know, like, you can... The thing I like out of a villain is just... I like a villain that you, like, hate, but you, like, love to hate them. Not like Ramsey Bolton and many other people from Game of Thrones you've never heard of. Okay. But, like... Like, there are characters on that show that, like, I hate them, hate them. Like, I can't wait for them to die. Like Wiley Coyote? What? I'm trying to think of a villain that I loved to hate when I was a kid. Like, watching sure. TV. I'm like, talking somebody you still kind of root who, for a little bit? Just a really compelling villain that challenges the lead character and really like maybe strikes fear in them or intimidates them. There's just like all kinds of things that can make a great villain. Okay. Kanan, 50 Cent's character, is one of those types of villains to me. He's just very interesting. Um, and there's a lot more I think they could do with that character. I think it would be silly to just be like, well, the character should die because we weren't nominated for a Golden Globe. Right. This is just like you're being childish at this point. So you ready to quit the show altogether because you didn't get a nomination? I mean, he also did get into it with one of the producers of that whole penis thing. Oh, right. Where he claimed he had no idea that when he was on camera with his penis out that they were going to put that on TV. Maybe he's just altogether tired. But I mean, he then posted a photo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now I'm laughing at it because I actually really just digested the fact that there's like, like they made this a graphic with the logo and the season four in the back. <laughs> anyway, he like replaced his own character in this photoshopped promotional material with Floyd Mayweather in it. And Why he not? is allegedly gunning for Floyd Mayweather to replace him as, I guess, the new bad guy or new whatever for the show. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is very clearly excited. <laughs> Um, about it. He would be. Waiting for the people to call, apparently, and so on, and they seem to be very serious about it. My whole thing is, do we need to wait an additional two years for power to come back so that Floyd Mayweather can get through the scripts? Because I don't understand. That was know, really going to be it, friend. That was really going to be it. You know, like, you already have to wait a year for these shows to come back. It's one of those shows that lasts, what, a 10 episodes, and then mm -hmm. you got to wait for the following year. Like, Because they don't, don't start writing till the, till the season's over. So you have to wait for development and production. But you're talking about additional waiting time just trying to get Floyd Mayweather to learn all his lines. And they're shooting season four now. So they would have to, like, wait, you know what I'm saying, for, like... Mm -hmm. 
phonetic assistants. They brought, they're going to have to hire, like, no, I'm not even bullshitting or trying to be funny. They're going to have to hire a special tutor to, like, feed him his lines directly. Because otherwise, I don't see it happening. Does Sloyal Mayweather have, like, a filmography? He's had to have been in at least, like, one film, like, doing a cameo where he played himself. Right. I don't think that he's ever had a role um, <laughs> right, where he actually had to pretend to be somebody else yeah. and say their words. No, I'm sure the most he's ever done is go, go, done is go on set, and there's some producer there who says, "Okay, what are you gonna say?" And they work it out till he has his line down, Pat. And cue then cards down, <laughs> like very much standing off camera. Yeah, no, you don't need cue cards because what are those? Those are just lines. What is more than shapes. famous? Those don't mean anything to him. You gotta just A get the words down. That doesn't count. <laughs> He was in Think Like a Man too. Roll himself. Notes, cameo appearance. <laughs> himself, himself, himself. Himself, himself. Like literally every... First of all, that was the only acting, acting role he's ever had according to the filmography that I'm reading. Where are you on IMDb? I'm on um, Wikipedia. Oh, Let okay. me go to I'm sure IMDb. he's not on IMDb, actually. No, girl, everybody's on IMDb. I'm sure he is. Hold on. Floyd Mayweather, IMDb, because now I have to know. Um, there we go. All right. Yeah. So filmography... The doll. <laughs> Think like a man too. The doll. This is the exact same thing that I just read. WrestleMania. Oh man, I'm on IMDb. Holy shit. Work out. Whoa. <laughs> that is crazy. I told you. <laughs> wow, everybody is on this shit. Oh, he's working on a TV movie called Hit Hit a Lick. Alright, okay. This, <laughs> I'm finished. No, I think we made great. the point. This nigga don't. He can't read. Don't That's ruin a, a good thing. Mm-mm. Don't Mm-mm. ruin a good thing. We already have Kanan. You're great. It's totally fine. You know, Beyonce has won awards she deserved. Right. Uh, just suck it up. If you're doing it for the awards. Doesn't Jay-Z have like one Grammy? No. What? Jay-Z has like so many Grammys. Or, no, he has one number one album. Oh, maybe. He has like one thing or like, oh, no, no, no. I think what I'm thinking of is when Empire State of Mind was like his, like they said that was his first number one single or something. And everybody was like, really? What? Or maybe I'm making that up. Huh. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Anyway, everybody has missed out on shit that maybe they, they should have had. Right. Absolutely. That's the point. Don't get me in here lying. The point <laughs> is that, you know, don't ruin a good thing right. with foolishness. We can't trust. I mean, Lord, the fact that we are really trying to decide who's better between 50 Cent and Floyd Mayweather. In terms of what? I mean, I'm not even arguing, though. That's the thing. Like, in terms of ability to be on a television program, it's no contest. So... We just need 50 cents to get out of his feelings and get over this this Golden Globe shit. I mean, if you're really going to leave because you, you know, have other shit to do, then let's get somebody like, you know, like, like good. Yeah. I mean, somebody who can read, first of all. There has to be somebody who is on the wire who's willing to do this. Not even read well. Third grade level, like just able to to put the words together. That would help immensely. Um, What do we got here? So let me tell you something. I'm just, I don't give a fuck how anybody feels about this. I'm going to say it. I'm saying it again because I just believe in full disclosure. I struggled pulling this stuff together today. And I feel like, you know what, the problem I know at this point, I'm willing to admit, it lies with me. It's my fault because I just don't care. You know what I'm saying? I I read so many of these headlines and I'm just like, this isn't news. Like, this isn't interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we've got great weeks full of really fun shit to talk about. I don't know if this is one of those weeks, but we'll see where this goes. This isn't, though, I did my best. Well, a lot of the times the stuff we don't give a shit about, other people at least think is interesting. So, Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Again, it's my fault. I'm willing to... <laughs> to stand up in the fact I mean it's the time just... of year nobody even wants to leave the house much less give a shit about celebrities like whatever <sighs> um so now that I've prefaced it with this, this is gonna be really hard to get through <laughs> but Karuchi's got a new show coming out mm, on YouTube no TNT so uh, Nisi, Nisi Nash who I love yes me too um, she was shooting a pilot uh, not too long ago, and Karuchi was in a picture with her. So people were like, "Oh, okay." So Karuchi is in this pilot as who the fuck ever, who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll see where that nice. goes. And the show's called Claws. It takes place in a South Florida nail salon. Oh, so no. <laughs> it's gonna be like. What is it, like beauty shop or barbershop, one of those yeah. shows, but with nails. Okay. Uh, Nisi Nash, I believe, plays the owner oh, of the salon, obviously. Um, yes. Karuchi is playing a, quote, smart mouth nail technician with lots of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet. 
and hilarity ensues. I don't know. But TNT just ordered 10 episodes of it, and I guess it's going to be hitting the airwaves next year. I personally am quite excited. I'm not excited Mm-mm. for her, but I'm happy for her. Yes. Um, Because a check is a check. It is a check. Mm-hmm. And, and a network. I mean, it's a cable, but still, a check is a check. And I just feel like any woman who seems nice enough, Karuchi has never given me any reason to think that she is a horrible person or a mean person. Right. Not bright, but, you Mm -hmm. know, like a bad individual, definitely not. So being that type of lady in the wake of a nigga who's basically told you in so many words that he made you and, you know, you had threesomes with the bitch and, you know, and you weren't going to be shit and all this other stuff. I loved get your checks, do what you got to do. I didn't watch her, um, YouTube red series or whatever that was that she did before that she She already had a YouTube show. (laughs) Wasn't she nominated or like the show was nominated for like a serious award. I don't know if it was an Emmy or what. The last thing I saw her in other than Ianla's titties on own was, uh, Sharknado. Six, I don't watch those. Or whatever that there was. There is a sixth edition. I don't know what it is, but whatever the last one was that was on TV, she was in it. And I don't recall her being able to act. So I'm proud of her. I'm happy for her for this opportunity. And I don't even think the premise of the show is bad. Like, it sounds like a show I would watch. Yeah, no, it sounds, especially with Niecy Nash being in it, right. she just makes me laugh, period. I would so. love to see who rounds out the rest of the employees and what their dynamic is like and how they get along with customers. Like, it's a great idea for a show. Well, one of these girls I just looks don't see like... <laughs> one of these girls in this promo just, photo looks oh. like like Katherine Heigl and, and Root. 66 Tim's? Well, because they always have to have like a white trash girl who... Well, most of the girls in this lineup are white. Well, two of these girls are white. One of them is a stud? Hold on, let me look for more okay. pictures. Okay, you know Claus, what? Now I have to, right, now Nancy I have to Google it. Nash. Claus TNT. And we probably should have done these things prior to actually shooting the show, but I wasn't really interested until... <laughs> just now? Just now, but this is the only picture I'm seeing. Most of them is just pictures of Nisi Nash. Oh yeah, it is a stud. And Karuchi, but In basketball girl, shorts and Tim's? Oh yeah, there we go. There's a closer picture. Is this her girlfriend in the, the Timberland Hills? <laughs> I mean, they're matchy-matchy. <laughs> The point what? is, what is I'm going to give it a shot because Niecy Nash is funny. It sounds like it could be funny. Um, and, you know, why not watch Karuchi and judge her? Well, there's something about Black History Month on the sign outside of the nail salon. So I'm going to I'm going to give it a tentative. OK, it says <laughs> our gels last till Black History Month. Oh, no. <laughs> Happy New Year. It's funny already. <laughs> so the point that I was okay, trying to make on that <laughs> is that, you know, good for you, Karuchi, out here working, getting your little job on and stuff. I love seeing oh, wow. a girl hustle post post bad relationship and things of that nature. I should have read that all the way. Um, but, oh, it stars Niecy Nash, Carrie Preston, Harold. Okay, I'm not going to say all these people's names. Yeah. I don't know. But producer of the show is Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec, who's mm. also Quincy Jones' daughter. Um, so we will see then that that makes it interesting because Rashida Jones is hashtag interesting so we're gonna see how that goes Rashida Jones also played a, a stud studly and what what was that movie called with Zoe Deschanel played her girlfriend and oh, was it my bro- my weird brother my my 
fuck. One of you white people knows what this is. I was about to say, because I definitely do not. Zoe Deschanel was in it, and it was like the one time where she didn't play like herself. <laughs> she didn't she play played like Katy Perry. a bad girls club. Like she was like trashy and she was cheating on her girlfriend. Whatever. Uh, well, now on. I have to find out. I don't know. Called. I saw the movie like once in a blue moon. It was kind of bad, but I just. I mean, it sounds wretched. Our idiot brother. That's what it was. Okay. With Paul Rudd and some other people. It sounds bad. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's talk about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon um, wears turbans now. Nick Cannon is mysteriously going to be on the panel of hottest MCs <laughs> judging rappers. But that looks wrong. It's not already. all that mysterious when you remember Nick has a show on MTV, too. It's like, oh, right. Of course you're on this panel. Of course you are. Don't know how it took me so long to get there, but <laughs> that explains that. Um, either way, well, probably one of the most talked about and interesting things going on in this man's life right now is that he's got a baby on the way with... What? I don't remember her name. She's a model. She's famous? No. Okay. But she's really pretty, and... um. People were saying that this was, some people were saying it was a break baby. Some people were saying it was an accident. He has denied both of those things. I mean, they've been apart for a while, so. Um, Who, him and Mariah? Him and Mariah, yeah. Oh, Mariah. So Mariah didn't have about four boyfriends. Mariah's like, Mariah, don't give a shit about this nigga. In fact, I believe he um, spoke on the radio about how she approached him about it. Like, she contacted him. Yeah. And basically said, Something like, mm-hmm, I heard about you out here in these streets. Like, laughing. Brittany Bell. Oh, wow, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's quite lovely. I don't know what she does for a living. I'm assuming she models. I'm sure now it's just be pretty. Because <laughs> even, wow, look at her. First of all, let it not go without saying that Nick Cannon is wealthy. Oh, um, of course. Like, um, without a Mariah Carey allowance, mm-hmm. Nick Cannon has paper. Right. Why he chooses the, to use that paper on, on head wraps <laughs> or whatever, I'm confused about them. But Those turbans are a mystery. Every color pattern, it's very, I don't understand it. There has to be like a meaning that I'm missing because I don't really pay attention to Mm-mm. Nick Cannon like that. But at the same time, he does have a child on the way. Um, and Mariah Carey is not in her feelings about it because Mariah Carey has a new boyfriend, allegedly, who is on the show with her. I knew we were after this fiance. Yeah. Wow. All right. So have you watched Mariah's? No, it's on my DVR, but I haven't had the chance to catch up on it. I just caught up on Married to Medicine. I'm addicted. It's so good. It is so good. Is it just Mariah being extra? Yes. That's all I need. But the best part about it is everybody who works with her is way more extra than she is. (laughs) Mariah is chilling. Like, she is, like, just in her fanciful gowns and stuff, making sure that her lighting is perfect. Each and one of her confessionals is, like, not a green screen because she's wealthy enough to have have a lavish background actually behind her. And she's not sitting. She's not giving you the waist up. She's giving you a full body. Of course. And she's laying across, like, a fur or something ridiculous because she's Mariah. I feel as though Mariah's world should have been called Mariah Carey, the last diva. Because she's truly, to me, the last living true diva. Like, what that means to me is somebody who has the attitude of just opulence and, you know, just being regal and 
talking cash shit about yourself without mm-hmm. necessarily needing to act like people are below you. Because she doesn't act like that. She's right. like, oh, yes, I need people to help me put on my shoe because these shoes are just treacherous. And, you know, <laughs> I can't do it. I'll fall over. Oprah told me to never make it seem like people think you can't put your shoes on yourself. But I just can't do it. Like, everything about her is just over the top. And I live for it. It's the niggas who work for her that are a mess. Like, I believe. And that's probably deliberate, too. Like, she hires people who do the most so that it makes her look tame maybe. in comparison. Or so that they keep up the level of just, like, glamorous ridiculousness that she requires. It's just you need so like that. Yeah. good. Like it, and it's smart in the sense that it's not following her around day to day of just how her life is being Mariah. Not that she would agree to that anyway. <laughs> no. She was going on a world tour and she was like, so we're going to talk about how this tour is going. So it feels more like a docuseries rather than a reality show. I don't know that I would give it docuseries, but I definitely wouldn't call it a reality show. It's just fun to watch. Well, it's totally different than a regular reality show when you consider who's starring and certainly executive producing and everything else. Like Mariah is so hands-on and it literally revolves around her and her life. So it's a little different than the traditional reality show in that sense where you hoes will just do anything for Mona. That's just right. to get a check That's right. and you'll let Mona disrespect you in any way. Mariah right. is certainly not, nothing's going to air that Mariah doesn't want to air. Period. She literally says at one point, like in so many words, she get, kind of said like, well, I might as well. Like, cause she, she, <laughs> she was not? like, I'm going to do this world tour. I don't know when I'm going to do another world tour. If I don't like have, you know, footage and video and stuff to follow mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may regret it one day or if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it again, essentially. Yeah. So it's... Like the Mariah Carey goodbye. Not, the glitzy film it all goodbye. Just basically, you know, you girls probably would like more of me. And mm-hmm. you may have it now because I'm a mom <laughs> and... Yeah. You know, I feel like I've done what I needed to do. Yeah. So here you go. But... Every time they catch Mariah doing something, it's always something lavish and over the top. And she's, you know, at the piano with somebody who's like played piano for like Zeus or Hercules, <laughs> like something ridiculous. <laughs> and she's just like, <gasps> and doing her little finger shit or whatever, yeah. just being cute I and rich. It. And then cut to the drama of the managers and dancers and backup singers and the driver and the light people who can't get their shit together and they come to Mariah like well I don't know what to do Mariah's just like well you know oh uh, Monroe was calling me I've got to go be with Monroe like, and then she goes, it's so good I hope she does eight of love them it. like it's great okay now I have to go straight home and watch it I feel um, like I'm missing out so, I really only brought Nick Cannon up to talk about Mariah's show. Uh, okay, well, congratulations, Nick. Mary J. Blige, I believe, is still touring and has an album that's not out yet, but I think it comes out this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still obviously in the middle of this fuck shit with her soon, hopefully very soon, to be ex-husband. Uh, Ken do, or Ken didn't. <laughs> Isaacs can can't can won't shan't um so uh there was this rumor or rumors that an affair is what led to the divorce which sounds likely or whatever because nigga yep. especially brown like light eye like the hazel <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> glitter pen eyes yeah niggas. niggas who all their life people been telling them they got pretty eyes 
and it stick and they can't think of nothing else good about them. (laughs) Anyway. So according to alleged divorce documents, uh, Mary is saying that Ken do was spent over four hundred and twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars from business accounts on expenses that ain't have shit to do with business. Yeah. Um he is allegedly also <laughs> holding one of her Grammys hostage. What? As well as several cars leased in her name. Wow. She wants her Grammy back. She also wants her Range Rover and one of two Mercedes. What? How are you holding my shit that's in my name? I don't know. Somebody need to go Mary slap this shit Mary has, what, nine movie. Grammys, ten Grammys, something crazy? So I'm assuming that that one maybe had something to do with him. Maybe it's a song that he... It has to be something petty. Hmm. You know, like, yeah. oh, you won the, the Grammy for this single or this award because I introduced you to this engineer. It has to be something dumb because hmm. this whole thing is dumb. Saying that you want for this lady to be coughing up coins to take care of children that ain't hers is dumb. is dumb. Like, the whole thing is petty, especially from what we've heard coming from his side of things. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if this Grammy ain't got nothing to do with him, but he done found some petty-ass reason to take this one Grammy because he, you know, told them to change the color of the album art or some dumb shit. Oh, like, <laughs> give, give her her things. Niggas. For color girls. Somebody walked off with my stuff. I wish I could say I was surprised, but, like, niggas is garbage, and they will take all they can from you, use you as much as they can, and then once it's over, act like big, petty-ass children because they didn't get their way. Like, niggas will dead-ass be mad that you didn't take them back for them disrespecting and lying to you. Like, it's something wrong with you for that. I just hope more of you with, you know, vaginas, breasts, <laughs> um, all ladies. Just Pay very close attention to these things. That's all I'm saying. I just I really hope that you clock these things when they happen and you keep them in your mental Rolodex because niggas will be the first ones to come back and tell you how women act and me being a man is this and mm-hmm. all this other fuck shit mm-hmm. like sweet girl. Right. At the very best, if you can get alimony, take it. You know what I'm saying? And move your little heart right on forward. You pilfering Grammys and taking people's cars and things like this and all of this type of shit. And I'm sure when you boil down to it, mm. 98% of this shit got to be your fault. <laughs> like You can't even... Who's surprised by that? And actually just Googled it and she got a Grammy for Growing Pains and he's credited as <laughs> an engineer on growing pains. I knew so it's it. probably it's that probably Grammy. Something because that. what are niggas petty? This is mine. I did your vocals on this. Da, 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 da. And when I went up there and I won that award, I said thank you to my husband I'm sitting sure, in the third I'm row. I'm sure she did. And, and so, so what is your fucking issue? If you were owed a Grammy, you'd have one. There you go. There's the thing. If they gave one to every single person credited on the album, that would be one thing. You but they don't. So have one. Like don't like many of these times when these people win an award where multiple people are credited, multiple people like don't they all get an award? You know, like a trophy? I'm not even entirely sure one? who gets one, but at the very least you get to be able to say that you were an engineer on a Grammy winning album. There is at least that. You have to get like a card, a plaque. I mean, right. That's to be some sort of record, something. But holding her Grammy? It's mine. 
This, my name is on like, it. Like, but see, it says Mary J. Blige. It don't say can do J. Blige. It's my name. And even if it did, it's mine. <laughs> Actually, everything you have is mine, including the money it takes to take care of your kids. It's all, it's all, it's actually all belongs to it, me. It's mine. So, and <sighs> I hate it for Mary. I hate it for her. Save 420000 of those dollars to take care of them or right. you know, buy a Grammy replica. I'm sure they sell them somewhere in Hollywood. Whatever it is it would take to fulfill you as a nigger. This is just so You're going to give me my things back. Right. You are going to take my things and you're going to give them back. Like, it's not enough to live off of whatever she was going to offer you. Why wouldn't you just take that, like the rest of these housewives? And get the fuck over it. Because let me tell you something. Especially if y'all didn't have a kid together. Many of these housewives would be like, how many million? <laughs> okay, we'll see if you can get like one or one and a half more out of him. If he's not like, if he's just They're not going to press it. Right. right. I mean, especially if you didn't have his baby. Then bitch, why is he giving you anything anyway? Like you need to take whatever scrap she offered you. And I know it wasn't even that little amount of money. Niggas is just greedy. I'm taking this SB because I rubbed your back (laughs) every night when you came home from practice. (laughs) Like, girl, Uh, even if you don't give it back to me willingly, the judges go laugh because I'm getting it back. I will get it back eventually. But hopefully somebody just goes over there and smacks the shit out of him. I mean, sounds he like he needs it. it. He really needs it. Either way, Mary, we're here for you and Can't you're still your album, friends girl. with Beyonce. In fact, you're one of very, 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 very few musicians who can say that they have a Beyonce feature mm-hmm. from you the are. past like five years. Yeah. I think, was it Growing Pains? No, it wasn't Growing Pains. What was the album where she looks like a bird on the front? Where she looks like a. Don't, don't give me the pulling up Mary's discography. Like Dustin would like be so disappointed in me right now. <laughs> It's not. It's not growing pains because I remember the growing pains cover. It's fucking. The, it's one of the last ones that mm, came out. Well, I don't know. It's not the last last one. I don't think. Either way, girl. Like go. I want to say, at least post four, you got a Beyonce feature, and the girls can't all say that. So we're here for you. You're winning just fine. Last but not least, there were stories that came out uh, that Shirley Caesar was suing. The producer of the viral Thanksgiving smash. <laughs> uh, I guess you could just call it, you name it. Yeah, the you name it challenge. Um, so they're saying, or from what I read, she was allegedly suing this guy, DJ Suede. Mm-hmm. Or he's from Atlanta, I believe. He produces and does all of these things. And I've actually been quite familiar with this guy for a while because many of these little random challenges and remixes to viral videos and stuff that we've seen hit the internet for the past however long, he'd be the one producing Yeah, them. his SoundCloud so, is lit. It right. is lit. I've used like, his stuff for intros on the show and stuff like that before. Like He's great. So, you know, clearly many people agreed. Uh, Shirley Caesar was one of them because from what I remember, Shirley was selling tote bags, aprons. Mm-hmm. She was doing appearances on like Wendy doing it, <laughs> and they had skits and sketches and all kinds of shit, getting their lives from what I'm sure they never thought. She would did happen. ask y'all not to twerk to it, which was reasonable, but that is reasonable. Um, considering the context, but when you consider that beat. It's reasonable being who Shirley, being that right. Shirley Caesar is who she is. Yeah. It is not because that beat is just, it's, I mean, I mostly, you know, did like a Millie Rock, uh, hit them folks combo to it personally. I don't know if I, I'm sure I twerked at some point. But yeah. It was slight. 
Either way. Beans, beans. Especially once that beat just really come in. It's like, you know. But, and it like knocks in. Chicken, yeah. turkey. But like it's just like it comes in so. Like how could you not pop your ass to that? It's impossible. Like right. Shirley's not going to tell me that she wasn't in front of her vanity by herself shaking that ass. So I just won't believe it. <laughs> Either way. Um, yeah, they were saying that they were going to file this lawsuit because uh, Shirley lost out on close to five million on a deal she was working on because of this music video. Like eventually what? the producer and a rapper who I've never heard of before, probably a friend of his, did like an official song and video for it. OK. And I. I originally read that Shirley and her people were offended and upset because there were people in the video getting drunk, which did not happen. I mean, there was shots of alcohol or whatever, but it was the premise of the video was like this guy bringing his, I think, white girlfriend to Thanksgiving dinner or some shit like that. (laughs) And of course, everybody was lit. But who doesn't go to like what Thanksgiving dinner you ever been to where there weren't bottles of liquor? They weren't getting shit faced. At one point, everybody passed out, but it was clearly because they had the itis. Either way, Mm -hmm. they said they were going to sue him because he lost. She lost out on this deal with Snoop Dogg. Now, that is when I said, what? this does not make any sense. How? I can't imagine that Snoop Dogg and his people saw a video of some people allegedly getting fucked up off alcohol and said, we will no longer be working with you, Miss Caesar. Right. You and your alcoholism, <laughs> take it on somewhere. Snoop I, of all people. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. She could Anybody else. I mean, what were you and Snoop working on in the first place? It couldn't have been that saved. It could not have been. So this damaged your reputation to Snoop Dogg. Is that what you're trying to tell us? That didn't make any sense to me. So I just decided to sit in the cut. Now I'm reading (laughs) that Shirley Caesar is not suing the producer and never had intention of suing him. However, they did put an injunction on that ass to make sure that he does not make any money from like the official song or whatever mm-hmm. it is that he released the clip which, of her voice again can't argue with you over that you know what i mean it is her voice mm-hmm. it is from you know her recording that she could do that as shit you know if she wants to mm-hmm. i don't know how much money she's made from this shit herself or how many opportunities this has led to for i know that everybody involved had to have profited from it People that weren't involved profited from this shit. Mm-hmm. So, whatever, madam. Right. Like, I'm not even surprised. Pursuing anything further at this point just seems petty. Because, first of all, like, really, it's all done in good fun. And, of course, we all believe, you know, you should get your money. Absolutely. But, like, suing for $5 million would just seem ridiculous to just about everybody. And, secondly, the moment is over. It was it's... Thanksgiving coming on. Same with the mannequin challenge. I don't it's over we're, we're, we're just not doing it anymore beans greens it was a cute moment but it's done there it will was be another literally one. dated because right. the whole thing was about it was centered around thanksgiving thanksgiving so after black Christmas friday it was like over <laughs> 10 days girl we and there will be something else so there's really no point in pursuing this any further people not about to be out buying you know beans greens potatoes merch past this point we're quite done. And I heard the shipping has been slow on the stuff people already did order, like before Thanksgiving. Like, apparently, it's just now starting to arrive or. Kel Supreme. Whatever else. So, y'all got it, though. I'm, I definitely understand being about your money. I get it. 
Um, well, that's all that I've got. Um, oh, for those of you who may have been wondering if I had anything to say about y'all's friends kicking it with the president-elect, I literally don't. I have nothing. I I feel like everything I wanted to say and didn't want to say about Kanye, I've already done it. I don't have anything to add from recent events. Uh, I would rather not talk about it either, to be totally honest. I saw this coming. I called it when he was in the hospital. I said, watch him get out and still be all about Trump. Like, don't think Kanye is going to come out of this and not feel that way about him no more. They're two total egomaniacs. So y'all should have seen this coming. His antics don't surprise me no more. He's somebody else's problem. That's it. Well, let's take a break and we'll be right back with uh, the whammy. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show 
Okay, so we're back, and it's time for our listener letters. It sure is. Send your questions to askthereed at gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. Somebody sent us a tip from Nicole who said that the issue between Brandy and Monica is that Monica used to go around talking about Brandy doing drugs with Whitney and apparently said that Brandy was the reason Whitney started using drugs again after they filmed Sparkle. How the fuck does this person know that? I don't know. She just said Monica is the type to gossip. If you want to know anybody's business, you go to her. She is the entire church gossip crew in one body, but still being nice. Okay, well, unless Monica has gossip to you personally, I'm just going to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, I just haven't heard any rumors at all, so that was like, hmm, I don't know about that. I can see Brandy still feeling a way about that. I just... Like I maybe really want to know what the issue is between the two of them. I don't care anymore. Maybe Monica said that shit like in the 90s or whenever when they actually ass hated each other originally to be spiteful. Right. But now it's not. It doesn't seem like anything that was said. At the very least, it doesn't seem like something she said after they did that song and like many Right, because they just did together. that. Right. It all belongs. Er. <laughs> Right, it all belongs to me. That's what it was. So that seems a little, hmm, don't know. And but. even if that was the case, then Brandy needs to open her motherfucking black ass mouth and say that shit then, or girl, put it to rest, because don't nobody care. Yeah, I still want to know. But anyway, let's move on. Our first question this week comes from Brian, and I wanted to say, I wanted to thank you guys for everything you do. This podcast has helped me tremendously in my coming out process. Since I've come out, come out and gone through my initial hoe phase, I am settling down and in my first relationship. Oh, actually, you know what? This is the one that I meant to uncheck because we already did it. My bad. Okay. So just kidding. We already answered Brian's question a long time ago. This one's from Beatrix. And it says, a few months ago, my roommate and I were on a search for a new apartment. An associate of mine asked if we would mind having a third roommate so that we could search for a three bedroom and pay cheaper rent. At the time, it seemed like a good idea because the career I'm in has me traveling every week, Monday through Thursday, so I didn't mind paying cheaper rent for an apartment I would only be in three days out of a week. Long story short, this was the worst decision of my life because this new roommate has been a nightmare to live with from day one. She's dirty, inconsiderate, rude, loud, and obnoxious, and what has probably pissed me and my other roommate off the most is her bringing this hideous pink and purple dust with a black and green chair into the living room without having any prior discussion with her. We asked her to remove it, and she refused. All of this came to a head last weekend when she, who we'll call Lucy, and my other roommate got into a huge argument over their shared bathroom. Child, this is just... (laughs) This is why I don't live with other people, but anyway... Lucy wraps up the argument by telling my other roommate that she has daddy issues and that's why she's arguing with her. My other roommate responds by taking the ugly dust and putting it back in Lucy's room after she left the apartment. I knew shit was going to go down when Lucy returned, so I vowed to stay out of it. She tried to pop off when she got back, but I calmly let her know that I didn't touch her desk, so she didn't need to try it with me. Lucy goes into the bedroom and gets on the phone with her friend. At first, she's talking normally, and then she says, I'm not calling the police because I already know I'm the only one in this apartment not going to jail. Lucy is a prosecutor for the city we live in, which means she literally makes a living off sending niggas to jail. I couldn't believe that this bitch was actually bringing up the police behind a desk and bringing both of us to it, even though I had nothing to do with it, and I brought it up to her. She comes out of her room getting loud and popped off, so I told her she was a weak-ass bitch and not to fuck with me. This goes on and on, the argument between these the next morning i wake up to lucy stomping up and down the hallway and standing outside my door on the phone telling somebody that she needs two full background checks including current and former employers and that she'll text him or her the names because one of them is really long and complicated 
My other roommate is Nigerian and has a long name, so it was clear who she was talking about. Since then, I've tried to ignore her, but she's continued to be petty and tried to provoke us by sending passive-aggressive emails, even hinting at recording our future conversations and just in general being extra as hell. My family and friends have suggested that I break the lease and leave, but this would cause me to suffer because moving is expensive and I am currently saving up for a house. I'm torn on what to do. I know that I will not allow her to bring me out of my character again because I know she would love to ruin my life by having me arrested. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how long I'll be able to just ignore her shit. What would you do if you were in my shoes? Would you bite the bullet and move knowing that this would mess up your plans? Or would you find another way to deal with her? Thanks, Beatrix. It all depends on whether or not you really feel like there's a great path. Like what are what is the percentage that you feel is, you know, a possibility you could punch this bitch in the face. <laughs> like, if you feel like it's, like, a really, really high chance that you would get into a physical altercation with this girl, then I would say bite the bullet, break the lease, and just get the fuck up out of there. Mm-hmm. And it'll suck or whatever. And you might, you know, have to start over in a couple places or get back on your feet in terms of saving, mm-hmm. you know, for the house. Um, but if it's going to keep you out of jail and keep the satisfaction of going to jail from her, then mm-hmm. I would say get the fuck up out of there. Otherwise, you know, my suggestion, I guess, would be to just be dry as hell and mock her. Because people, the thing about this is, and I learned this many years ago, when people are big mad, mm-hmm. they only get angrier when you don't care. You know, like the opposite of hate is not love. No, the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. Yeah, I've heard that before. And so when you really, when someone is like showing you the passion that comes with hatred and stuff like that, and you dismiss it completely, it just makes them angrier. You haven't done anything wrong. So there's literally nothing that that bitch could lock you up for. You know what I'm saying? And if anything, at Mm. this point, she's just antagonizing you to try and get you to give her a reason. She's a bitch. (laughs) Right. She's just being a bitch and she's being petty. And you actually, it's hard in many instances. And a lot of times I feel like it's probably not even possible. Um, You know what I'm saying? Because you could play like you don't care. And then the next thing you know, somebody up and talked about your mama or whatever. And then all that other shit goes out of the window. You know, like I really don't know what your triggers or things could be. Right. But it can actually be really satisfying if you hit somebody's anger and pettiness. You know what I'm like? With just mocking them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you standing outside of my bedroom, for instance, saying that you need a background check or whatever, just off the top of my head, I don't know what I would do, but my response may be something like blackmail 87. You know, like I would probably just be like, what else do you need? I'll bring the blood. Do you need my mother's maiden name? What is the signature you need? Like I would just probably make a, because you're acting a fool. Yeah, so I'm going to emphasize the fact that you're acting a fool because, A, that's going to make me laugh. And you're going to be even angrier by the fact that I'm laughing at you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to stay mad about it. And you don't have a reason to, to fucking fight with me or argue with me or lock me the fuck up. Right. But letting her get to you is exactly what the fuck she wants from yeah. you and hopefully the ability to get you thrown out the fucking house so you can put a whole bunch of ugly tacky ass Austin Powers furniture wherever the fuck she wants to so I say laugh at her ass but her using her job to threaten y'all is just so fucking stank like she's it's so lame what a bitch and so if you're going to end up in a position because of course my general or my first inclination is to slap the shit out of her but slapping the shit out of her is illegal so if you do that knowing this bitch is a prosecutor 
you're going to jail. Like, she's going to press charges and all that. She's going to do the most because you've already seen that this bitch is going to do the most. She wants you to do it right, right. now. So, like, if you said, if you if you feel that you're going to hit her and you have to be real with yourself about this, like, am I going to hit this bitch? Is it in my nature? Because you know you. Yeah, don't try the plan B unless you, like, for sure know you can't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you Because some people will just never get violent no matter what is said or done. I'm not that person. Me I have a, I have a breaking point. I And I feel like I have evolved into a person where that that breaking point is pretty far down the road especially compared to my younger years i feel like at this point it probably would take a bit for me to actually put hands mm-hmm. on someone first yeah however i know that i'll go there and i will do it and it may not, especially if i live with you right. it probably won't even take that long for me to get there because it's completely different if you out on the street on my motherfucking nerves i could just go home and right. be with nothing nobody but me and my dog so there's like a place again <laughs> why I say all the time my mama told me if you you'd have to have please pay peace in your house if nowhere else Oof, you have to have amen. peace at home that's why I never want to leave that's the place of solace it's a place where you go to be you know away from bullshit like this so yeah it would get them it would be probably harder for me to put all that shit you know pack it mm-hmm. up and swallow it if, if you're in my motherfucking face at home doing this fuck shit like when I'm supposed to be happy why the fuck you think I was so miserable when I lived with that lady and her goddamn grandkids oh, well they were loud too I mean they were else, but. but all goddamn kids in this city loud as fuck it's just that I lived with them motherfuckers and they were <laughs> right. loud in my goddamn ear when I'm trying to go to bed or just chill so if you know you can't do it mm-hmm. I would say just go ahead and move girl that's otherwise real. laugh at her punk bitch ass cause you're gonna play yourself if you can't if you don't want to um, pay to break the lease or whatever, I would just say stick to your own business as much as possible. Stay out of her face. Don't even talk to her. Do whatever business you have to do together in the most professional way and just don't waste no time speaking to her. Get a lock on your bedroom with a key and take care of yourself until you ride the lease out and then take it over from there. But don't play yourself by trying to save money and then you end up slapping the shit out this bitch and have a record, girl. I'm cert- There are so many people in correctional facilities right now who will probably tell you, I never thought it would get here. <laughs> right, I, just I never, really, truly I, never thought that it was going to end And like yet this. here it is. So... All right, good luck to you. Our next question comes from Adrian, who says, I slept with my sister's boyfriend, but it's not what you think. Thanks for not wasting our time. You got right into it. I met a dude through a Facebook group we were both in. He ran around with a lot of people I knew, and we had an instant connection. I found out that he and my sister were cool, but that it was just a surface-level relationship. Around March 2016... We engaged in some serious inboxing, complete with pics and conversations. Serious inboxing. This is this is this new age dating. (laughs) My God, what? That's a word. In serious inboxing, complete with pics and conversations, which landed us in bed with each other. We still kept in touch and hung out throughout the summer. Fast forward to September, and he started to fall all the way back. I would reach out and get vague answers or no answer at all. We would still hang out, but he'd act weird. One day, my sister came to pick up something from my house, and he was at my door instead. I asked him why I hadn't heard from him and if he was avoiding me to get right with Jesus, which he laughed off. And I thought to myself that I was probably right about that. The next day, I got a text confirming what I knew 
which <laughs> and informing me that he was now dating my sister. I was pissed not because it wasn't me, but because we slept together and now your trifling ass is dating my own sister. Bye. I asked him if he told her and he said no and that he didn't plan on it. Now I'm in a hard place because my sister suffers from a mental illness and I know if I tell her she will not take it well. Please help. I love, love, love the show. You threw that in at the very last minute, girl. I didn't see that part. <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. Well, girl. Sweetheart. <clears throat> mm. I feel like there are, are way too many people who are putting themselves in positions with niggas to be able to say, oh, well, I didn't know because he told me X, Y, and Z. And in many of these situations, you are right in those situations because niggas lie. Mm -hmm. And a lot of niggas are very good at it. However, sometimes I feel like you should probably, you know, look at the signs now. You said that, yes, he was friends with your sister, but it was, you know, it was a surface level relation. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Apparently that they were... Maybe when she says friends, she means internet friends. I feel like we're not young enough to understand all the context in this letter. Friend? I don't even know what that word is. Maybe that no just more. means Facebook friends, but they weren't writing on each other's walls or anything like that. Well, what is a surface level relationship? I don't know. Maybe just on the surface, they're just Facebook friends and they weren't flirting at all. And it was just like a basic social media I feel friendship. like at the very least, you had to have known that there was interest from one or both parties probably so other. if you noticed it then that they had some sort of relationship between the two of them and something about it made you take notice of it you probably go back to then. the letter did she say that he told her that it was a surface level relationship or she felt like it was uh, I found out that he and my sister were cool but that it was just a surface <laughs> but it was just surface <laughs> that's what it says yes. Jesus I googled surface relationship and Yahoo literally has Yahoo answers the question says what does surface relationship mean <laughs> they don't know either best answer a surface relationship maintains a social veneer of polite composure but is not indicative of the true feelings of the parties involved well then that would be a clue right that this can like include interpersonal relationships community relationships or international relationships to use a cliche still water runs deep I don't know what that means either oh I get it though and in that case this it makes sense in this context because it means that what you thought their relationship was like what it looks like actually betrayed what it actually was which seems like that is exactly what happened to you and that you thought their relationship was something casual and now come to find out this nigga that you fucked is now with your sister so it seems like maybe even then you had an inkling something was going on and maybe you just didn't want to believe it or just wanted to believe that it wasn't anything between the two of them thanks for putting me up on something though because I definitely never heard of that well at least you get it because I still don't either way um I don't feel like you walked into the situation with this nigga just feeling like, you know, like your sister and this nigga were just good old homies and there, there was no nothing going on at all mm -hmm. or nobody was interested in the other or whatever. And you decided to do it anyway, which in my opinion leaves you in the position that you're in right now. And I don't have any sort of like empathy, sympathy or anything for you or whatever. I do suggest that you go ahead and go and tell your sister because I would just not be me. If I even imply that you don't tell your blood ass sister that you fucked right. her boyfriend. Um, now, again, if this nigga lied to you about what the relationship was between his sister, uh, I mean, between her, your sister and him, mm -hmm. which is highly likely, 
then you know go ahead and throw that shit on in there too you know let her know whatever the case may be but don't use whatever her mental illness may be as an excuse to go ahead and just be like okay well i'm just go ahead and shut my motherfucking mouth i don't think that that's a good idea or whatever because guess what she's gonna find out right and she's going to be more upset when she finds out that her sister as opposed to you just saying it to her right you don't want to because it's a hard thing to say and of course this nigga is being raggedy like truly this is his responsibility i mean you're her sister obviously but he's the one who slept with both of you and so he definitely should have said something the fact that he's being raggedy i can't say it surprises me but he came right out and said that he had no intention on telling her your sister is going to be way more hurt when she finds this out somewhere down the line as opposed to you just saying it to her and i know you don't want to hurt her feelings but look at the situation y'all are in her feelings are going to be hurt anyway there's no way to get around it keeping the truth from her is not going to save her so you might as well just say y'all it now. really should probably just go ahead and tell her together to let her know mm-hmm. like it's something that happened he ain't gonna do that and blah blah blah, blah. of course he's not going to do it because he ain't shit but what i'm saying is she's like i feel like she's dodging a lot of shit right now in terms of the way that she's expressing this or whatever because you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't want to do that either because it sounds like you still got feelings like you sound like you're upset about it like right. that it was your sister and not you personally um and Hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like probably in terms of in getting a way for her to handle it the best is why I said you should probably do it together mm-hmm. so she can see, all right, this is something that happens, but we off that and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But he ain't going to do that because he ain't shouldn't he a liar. And you ain't going to do that because you ain't 100% off of it yet. So only person who's fucked in this situation is your sister who was lied to by this nigga and hopefully not by you. So right. I don't so, really know what to tell you past that. Yeah, you're going to have to do it. I would just say sooner is better than later because the later it goes on and the more she has feelings for this nigga, the worse it's going to be. But you're just going to have to get over it and do it, girl. Also, we have an update from Buford. Remember... Buford, I remember the name. Who <laughs> he wrote in a few weeks ago about his wife having vaginal smell issues. He just sent this in. So yes. it says, after a lot of consideration and listening to your advice, I sat down with her one evening and just laid it all out. I started with how much I love and appreciate her and that I will always love her and then led into my concern about her hygiene. There were some tears, but no big ugly crying. And in the end, she really did appreciate me coming to her and telling her how I felt. I just wanted to thank you all for your help and advice. And I apologize for the graphicness of my letter to Kia Fury. You have been a great help and I love the show as always. Thanks again, Buford. Well, great. I am so glad that that worked out. Great to hear that. I'm glad to hear she took it well because, I mean, that is, of course she cried. Nobody wants to hear. I mean, I would probably fucking cry if my nigga came to me and was like, so it's a little rank. It smells like ranch. (laughs) And if you could do something with that, that would be. Figure it out. Really nice. I'm sure we said there ain't no real nice way to say it. Besides starting by saying how much. But yeah. It would have been better, obviously, than if she would have maybe heard the show first or one of her friends told her or some shit like that. But Okay. So the last question we picked out, <laughs> I don't know about this. It's a little bit more of a a serious nature, I guess, than the than the other questions that tend to be about people's dicks or whatever. This one's from Yamaha, who says I would greatly appreciate your insight on a situation I've been dealing with. My mother's in a relationship with a man whose children she is helping to raise. He has four kids in age from two to nine. This guy has broken her heart before, so I'm very cautious and hesitant to accept this relationship. All of my mother's other children, including myself, are grown, so she is basically starting over. And there are underlying issues that make this situation more difficult. 
When I was a teen, my mom walked out on us. We were a family of six that included my very young siblings, two of whom were under three. I have never been able to forgive her for doing this, and my resentment has been brought to the surface seeing her raise her boyfriend's kids after she walked out on us many years ago because of problems she had with my dad and feeling overwhelmed. Despite her mistakes many years ago, my mom is an amazing person and we have a good relationship today. I know she tried to do the best she could as a parent, but I can't shake this feeling of abandonment and I don't know if I can ever accept her new family because of our history. Am I being unreasonable by not being able to get on board with her decisions and accepting her new people? How can I move beyond this and have a better relationship with my mother? From Yamaha, which is a name I just got off the speaker. Um... I don't think that you're wrong for feeling the way that you feel. I think that you are entitled to those feelings. I think that they are reasonable. And this is a conversation that you probably need to have with your mom so that y'all can maybe have some closure to what it is um, that you're struggling with. Um, The only thing I was thinking when uh, you were reading the letter is that there's a possibility that your mother is quite aware of the mistakes that she made with you all. And that is leading her to wanting to raise these children even more to kind of make up for what she didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's not y'all obviously. And it would be great if you all have gotten that experience. And again, it makes sense for you to feel sour about it, but she may feel like, you know what? I missed out on the opportunity to raise really dope kids once. And so I'm going to try and do it this time or make up for it this time or whatever. So just like you have your own emotional battles that may not make sense to you all the way, may not make sense to everybody else all the way, your mama got them too. So y'all got to sit down and talk uh, talk about it and figure out how each other is feeling and so that you can heal and move forward from it or whatever. At least you love your mama. don't seem like you have any like ill will or you know like an inability to have a conversation with her but nobody's doing anything wrong or feeling anything wrong in this equation except for maybe the nigga with five kids or four (laughs) right not only is it like reasonable but it's understandable that you would feel this way i mean because just the thought of my mama walking out on me like especially at such a critical time in life and with other kids to take care of it seems like the type of thing you wouldn't just get over and so the fact that y'all are able to be friendly now and have a good relationship is great i think that shows great maturity on your part and a willingness to understand your mother's situation in life and why she did what she did which is probably more than I would be willing to do so I think you're perfectly well within your rights to have these feelings and like if you already said talking about them with your mom or with a therapist first if that feels better for you um is probably a great idea but I mean yeah I would need to work through that shit too like how you gonna come back now and take care of somebody else's kids but the only like the ones you gave birth to it was just too much and you couldn't handle it so I would be surprised if you didn't feel a way about that like I would probably be asking if you're okay that makes like right oh you know this isn't bothering me at all i'd be like are you sure girl or like do i need to call you know the kanye people to come pick you up right so uh, i think communication is just key there you're gonna have to probably be willing to talk to your mom about it or if your other siblings feel this way too for all y'all to come together and talk to her about it, not in like a ganging up on her way, but just a, this really hurts and we need you to understand why it does way. Because we can't have a real relationship with you without talking about the ways that our feelings are hurt or the things that you did. Like a lot of people who fuck up want to act like they never did fuck up and just keep moving on. Like everybody's just going to get over it and it doesn't work like that. You have to be able to acknowledge the hurt you caused and talk to people about the way they feel. So If that is easier for y'all, then I very much recommend it. But I applaud you on even getting to this place in the first place. 
And uh, good luck to you going forward. Our last letter comes from Forrest, who says, I'm a trans guy from California, and I wanted to talk to you about the listener letter you got in the last episode. If someone cis doesn't like the idea of dating trans people and at all and is close-minded to it, especially trans people who identify with binary genders, that is transphobic. If someone were to say they don't want to date me because I'm trans and not cis, that is also transphobic. They would be implying that they don't like the fact I'm not cis, but what makes me so different? I understand that I'm trans, but in my mind, I don't see myself very different from cis men. I identify as a man, but because I was once a woman, it makes them not want to date me. And the trans community is looking to be accepted in society, social, physical, and romantic settings. I hope you understand what I'm saying, and I would love to answer any questions you may have. Thanks, your biggest trans fan. So I just wanted to bring that up because quite a few of you hit us up about that to say, yes, that is actually transphobic and, you know... It matters, you know, what people say and all this other sort of thing. So I didn't want y'all to think that we were ignoring that in any way. And thank you for hitting us up about it. Obviously, that is not something that I have any personal experience with. So, of course, your input and your point of view is very much welcome. So I don't know if you had anything else to say about that, but I just wanted to bring it up. Grateful. Thanks for the letter. All right. Send your questions to asktherita.gmail.com and we'll be back. So we're back and now it's time for the read. I'm just going to go really quickly because I didn't really prepare one, but I didn't get to mention the reads that I used in Boston, which I was hoping was going to be aired anyway. So I will just go ahead and say them very quickly. They're two very short things. They're concerns of mine. The first one being all of you who use children's pictures for sexual memes. I think that it's weird. I think that it's gross. I think that you can use almost any picture on the fucking internet. You can use pictures of yourself, pictures from your favorite movie, favorite show, pictures of your favorite celebrity, use pictures you ain't never fucking heard of before. It's all kinds of shit. Tumblr pages and all kinds of apps dedicated to finding you the right meme. I just don't know what goes through your mind when you make a sexual caption and then use the picture of a child. I think that it's problematic. It's I think disgusting. that it's gross. It's it's nasty. And a few of you probably should have a come to Jesus moment. Maybe somebody you need to talk to professionally, uh, uh, you know, a spiritual pa- a pastor, a guidance counselor. I don't know who it is you need to talk to about it, but it's weird. It's gross and it needs to stop. The second thing is all of you white people at home who are listening to this, thanks for being here. If you uh, have that one black friend or friend of color um, in your group of white friends, um, I urge you to go to that person and ask them if there is anything that you have ever done or said that is racist or that has just offended them in any way. Not to put yourself on, you know, the spot not to you know make yourself feel guilty or feel like shit but i think that there are just way too many people people i know personally and listeners who are you know the only black brown green yellow orange whatever fucking friend in their group of white friends um usually because of maybe the home they grew up in or the environment neighborhood whatever for whatever reason it don't fucking matter but the point is there are just so many people who have all of their friends or most of their very close friends are white. And because very many of you are, I guess, ill-equipped when it comes to <laughs> dealing with uh, racial barriers and and different cultures respectfully, a lot of you end up fucking up and saying some really fucked up shit um, and not meaning to. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake There's plenty wrong with not giving a fuck about your mistakes, especially when it hurts others. So, again, if you know that you have that one friend 
That's always <laughs> the only colored person at your, you know, friends' givings or your house parties oh, or Lord. your whatever. I urge you, not in front of everybody. Pull your ass to the side at one point, maybe even on the phone, whatever, and just talk to them and open up a line of dialogue and have conversations with these people so that you can be better fit to not only talk to them and be mindful of them and the way they feel, but that can trickle off into the rest of your experience when you go out into your everyday life. Because y'all be the same motherfuckers who almost get your ass whooped or do get your ass whooped for saying some racist shit and then want to talk about the one black friend you have or the one Asian friend you have or the one Indian friend you have or the one native friend you have or the one fucking Eskimo friend mm. you have or who the fuck ever. And meanwhile, you've been saying racist shit to them the whole ass time, but they just don't know what to say or how to argue with you or really how to word that they are offended or that they're pissed off. Or maybe plenty of times they just feel like they're better off not saying anything. So mm-hmm. don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Go have conversation with these people and you know let's let's make america all right again that's Amen. it all right i just have two quick things that i want to talk about this week first of all there is a really annoying commercial that mcdonald's has put out that i hate so much and every time i watch they it do that all the time. i want to throw something at my beautiful tv that yes is still on the wall but there's a commercial with this black man who is a mechanic and he's driving around or whatever. Some white girl is pulled over on the side of the road. Her car is not working. So he pulls over, fixes the car. She says, how much do I owe you? He says, it's on me or whatever. Drives off. Oh, it's so nice. Very sweet. Later on, he goes through the McDonald's drive through And who's the girl working the drive through The same person whose car he fixed. And so he says, how much do I owe you? And she says, it's on me. And then they share a smile And then the commercial is over. And I really just don't like it because it feels, you know how McDonald's, I feel like McDonald's be having like one foot in some like black people kind of matter type thing. Like maybe they feel like this commercial is helping to bring people together because of the racial difference. But I just hate the implication that this man providing actual like mechanical work and services is at all comparable to some girl comping his 65 cent breakfast or whatever at McDonald's. It just gets on my nerves to see it. And of course they play it all the time on every show that I love and I forget to go through the DVR and I end up watching it and being pissed off every time. That one is pretty small. But I also I wanted to talk, it. it just, every time, it's like, are we really about to act like that's the same thing? That, you know, he got a free McMuffin or whatever, or some fries. Like, the nigga fixed her fucking car. Like, fuck you mean? But anyway, Young Thug got into an altercation. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> so we feel free to talk about this with me if you want to. But no, he got into an altercation. At the airport, he was forced to reschedule a gig in Seattle due to what he called an altercation at the airport. I don't know what happened for it to get to this point, but I do remember seeing videos that this nigga has since deleted of him putting his phone in these airline employees' faces and calling them ants and peasants and dirty, ugly black bitches. And the whole time they're like, you know, get this camera off me. This is inappropriate. You know, like being professional employees or whatever. I'm sure it was the case that Young Thug was denied the ability to do something that he should not have been able to do anyway and reacted poorly to that. But these videos came out. And it basically put most of Young Thug's fans into an uproar because, again, a lot of these niggas like to forget that they're not 
crossover hits and black people, black women in particular, are a huge part of the reason why you started popping. And so once you disrespect us, you will have to pay for that. So fans, I mean, people in general, I feel like I expected this out of Young Thug. I just, I don't expect too much better out of him, but it just didn't make no sense. Because first of all, if anybody is dark skinned with nappy hair, it's Young Thug. So for him to call somebody else dark skinned or nappy headed, like it's a bad thing. It's just like, have you not walked past a mirror anytime like in the recent past girl because that's exactly what you look like telling somebody that they look African is not an insult we should look African we're from Africa there's nothing wrong with that and where in Africa are you even talking about so he was just ignorant as fuck it didn't make no sense for him to be calling anybody else a peasant or broke when he grew up in the projects with 10 fucking siblings all raised by his one mama and all this other stuff so everybody's pointing out all the hypocrisy behind Young Thug or whatever else and he posts an Instagram picture yesterday or the day before looking very you know scolded kind of like link does when you yell at her for 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 acting the way she does he just looks kind of off to the side like oh man somebody yelled at me and the caption says when your mama make you go to the airport and apologize sorry loved ones so i mean again not a great response (laughs) But the real problem with this is that anybody wanted to act like this was a real apology or made up for the terrible things he said or that this, you know, was it all genuine? If you have to be forced as a grown man to go back and apologize because you couldn't take a look at those videos or read the comments that people sent you and recognize the wrong in your ways without it, that's garbage. Like, I'm not going to applaud you because you listen to your mama who 98% of niggas will listen to right or wrong and went to the airport and apologized to them women who didn't deserve that shit. Like, do you really, I don't believe that those women sat there and watched you apologize and truly felt that you meant it, that you regretted the things you did or that you felt like you shouldn't have been such an asshole. You went up there because your mama made you. So the hollowness of this is just like, who really gives a shit? Who the fuck is supposed to throw a parade for you or apply for you because you did something that your mama told you to do? It just means that you're obedient. It doesn't mean that you actually have any remorse for it. And I'm tired of black men, specifically dark-skinned black men, who have no social capital, including their faces, until they finally start making some fucking money, deciding that the cool thing to do is shit on black girls on their way up. It's just not okay. You don't get to, especially looking just like the black girls that you think are so fucking terrible. Like, it's bad enough that black women are already disrespected across the board by just about every other ethnic group in this country and beyond but for our own men to be this way and for you to only be acting like that because now you popping and have a little bit of money and feel like you better than all the poor ass black ass people that you grew up with is just tired and garbage so fuck young thug don't say nothing else to me about jeffrey i didn't give a shit i mean not that i didn't give a shit let me rephrase that i thought that his album cover was interesting i'm sure if you go back and listen to the episode when it came out i gave y'all my thoughts on it then i'm not saying that anything about that is different but i didn't expect him to be some 
gender breaking and just destroying all the heteronormative values and trying to erase the patriarchy like he put on that lavender ass roughly dressed for that album cover but he was still a misogynistic fuck nigga in his lyrics the whole time and that has never changed so I never expected anything better out of him but what you're not gonna do is do that push all the envelope in those ways and want to be accepted for doing all these different things with gender and challenging what it means to be masculine and then expect the same people who ride for you when you do that to stick up for you when you shit on us you can kiss my black ass nigga i think that he put the dress on because he just liked it i mean probably so but who of all the people who shit on you because you put on a dress and put that on instagram who were the people who supported you or were like leave him alone or let that man be or whatever else overwhelmingly black women i'm not disagreeing with yeah you. no i'm, I'm just, just saying not, i don't think that he ever thought of the depth to it or what it meant for some people or the message that some people took for it. I don't think that he ever intended on doing that. I don't think that he was ever the person, I think a different person than the person he displayed in those videos. The nigga just happened to be a nigga who was comfortable enough to wear a dress on his cover or whatever. Yeah. And people were writing these Tumblr pages about how he's breaking these walls or whatever. And I remember reading it like, not really. He's not. He just wanted to wear it and he did. Yeah. Like he just thought it would be cute or he had a matching umbrella or parasol or whatever. I don't remember the exact cover, but you know, he had his moment and that was that. I wasn't going to read more into it because his lyrics didn't reflect anything deeper than that. But it's just fuck Young Thug in his entirety. I just don't have nothing. I don't have nothing for niggas who feel free to shit on black girls i don't especially to call them something like broke or peasants when you grew up in the projects like really how how dare you how are you too good that's what you came from they have jobs these women are working at the fucking airline but they peasants to you because they don't make as much as you do who are you to judge you're broke ass you came from brokenness it just blows my mind so fuck that nigga all right well that's our show for this week um make sure that you follow the read on whatever and <laughs> yep uh we will be in miami on saturday at the university of miami which is very interesting for me and we will see you when we get there and i feel like that's it event wise for us yeah i think there are a few tickets left um at the Thanks to everybody who came out to Kid Fury's Toy Drive. I don't remember. That was just a few days ago, right? Yeah, Sunday. But that was fun. Thank you for everybody who came out, who brought toys. We had like a really, really, really um, great amount of donations for Toys for Tots, which was really great. Um, so thank you all. I had fun. I didn't win Uno ever, but <laughs> it was fun to play with y'all. And great to see your faces. Hope you come back next year. And shout out to Grandma's Place in Harlem, which is a black-owned toy store that me and Fran and Asante found literally the day before the toy drive. It's right on uh, 120th and Lenox if you're in the city. But uh, a great option if you're looking for toys for the kids in your life this season and don't necessarily want to go to the big big box places. You want to give your money to somebody black and local to New York. They're right there in Harlem. So shout out to them uh, because we bought a lot of great stuff. So... I don't think I have any news this week. Are we done or um, shout out I, to Yandy for embarrassing herself on Instagram. We got to do that reality TV episode one day. Embarrassing yourself on Instagram. I'll tell you about it later. It was a mess. And one quick announcement. We are taking a break next week. There will be no new episode of The Read next week. We will see you guys the week after that. Amen. All right. Bye, guys. 